As the shirt I'm wearing says, Manscaped is the best way to thank your balls for existing. You can make them look nice and make them feel nice down below the belt. And they have one of the best packages pretty much in the world for trimming any type of hair. Obviously the best for below the belt. Manscaped includes the new Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, an amazing carrying case for traveling with your package for your package, as well as some beautiful ball deodorant designed with anti-chafe in mind to keep you clean down there, and some new crop preserver as well to keep you fresh on top of that. It's a great package. You cannot do better. I even used it to trim my beard up as well, so anywhere and everywhere they are taking care of you. You can go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping when you use code DNVR20 at checkout. And Cole gets another good righty and another right by Cole. A left by Cole this time. Tipped in front by Mika Rentinen. He shoots and scars. Nathan McKinnon. Call J.T. Comfer. 877 goes now. Gabriel Landeskog. Collective hugs. 29 and 92. Save me by Grubauer. Move over, Picasso. This piece of art is by McKinnon. My goodness gracious. <laughs> Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. The official beer of the DNVR squad is, of course, Breckenridge Brewery, which you can pick up from Davidson's. So get on at either of their locations in Centennial and Highlands Ranch. I'm Rudo. He's AJ. On today's episode, we are taking a look at a couple of things. First of all, a potential new hockey league coming for summers. Which, you know, in a normal season, there wouldn't be talk of NHL hockey being played at this time. So, some things to look forward to there. And a little bit later, we'll be diving into the Avs' depth and, excuse me, what it may look like going forward. But I wanted to start with this three-ice league, AJ. Uh, the immediate thing that it jumped out and reminded me of was the Beauty League that has been quite popular in the offseason the past couple of years up in Minnesota, where... They play four-on-four with a a range of players from NHL down to uh, even a few college players and everything in between play in that league. So a a pretty wide range of players have been able to get in. This one, it looks like they're based out of Massachusetts maybe, but they don't have anything solid about team locations. However, they have made a big splash announcing they plan to debut in 2021, and they've announced some pretty big-name coaches for some of these teams, including a number of Hall of Famers, uh, Guy Carbono, Grant Fuhr, and even ex-ABS assistant coach Brian Trottier as well. So, Did you call him Guy Carbono? Did I say Guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well... There, there you go. You know I can't pronounce. Respect even... the geese, sir. You know, I'm not from the the French parts of the world, so. I hear you. And we ha- we work with a guy now, to be fair, so. That's true. We do work. We work with a lot of guys. <laughs> An actual person named Guy. <laughs> 
Yeah, we do. <laughs> and congrats to him on his good news. Yes, recently. yes. The he's the intern is now. A, oh, he listens to everything. Believe it. <laughs> Too true. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. Uh, like it's I. You know, I think it's exciting. Like, yeah. why? Why not? Right? Like, if it's not taking away from anything, they said that basically, um, it's going to consist of guys who are in their mid twenties, early thirties. Uh, guys who are, you know, great skaters, great puck handlers. It's all about it's all about offense and creativity. There will be eight teams consisting of six skaters and one goaltender. So not exactly robust lineups here. No, a lot but, of cruising going to happen, no doubt. But yeah, well, and it just seems it seems wild. I'm like, I don't know what kind of format the games are going to be because you can't imagine they're going to play three 20-minute periods of three-on-three. Three. Yeah, with with that. With, with six skaters. I like mean, that's... Right, we've seen the Avs prospects try and do that with a full lineup, and they're dying after three periods up in uh, yeah. up in Fort Collins, so... Yeah, they just exhausted. Like, it just... It's just... You're, I mean, you're, it's constantly. It's nonstop. Go, 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 go. Yep. So, I've... Whatever, whatever it looks like. I mean, I hope it. I hope that it. You know, we can actually see it come to fruition. Uh, six of the coaches are Hall of Fame coaches, and John Leclaire and I can't remember who the other one are. The only ones who aren't in the Hall of Fame. So that's pretty cool. Um, I don't know, man. I'm down. I, I like th- I like watching three v three and having a no stakes three v three where they get to take it seriously and I get to just sit back and watch it for funsies. Sure. See, I'm down. I mean, I would like them to take it semi seriously, but as I'm, you know, looking through all of their information, they do say this will be a a tour. So they'll have nine cities that they stop in and play games in across the summer. And that makes me think of like the and one tour for basketball. And that's, I would love to see a league like that for hockey where they loosen the rules up a little bit and it's just guys trying to style on each other as much as possible out on the ice. Yeah, that'd be great. That would be, I mean, hockey could use any, anytime we're talking about hockey, finding a way to be more fun yeah, and to show more personality I'm 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 down to at least explore it. For it's sure. at least of interest to me. Yeah. I want to see someone hide a puck in their pants and then score a goal, basically, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Light your stick on fire. There you go. No offsides. You can cherry pick 100% of the distance of the ice. <laughs> yeah, I'm down, man. I'm, I I mean, it just it sounds like good old harmless fun to me in 3v3. I like 3v3. Um whether or not I like that it determines outcomes of games that have meaning, I don't doesn't really matter. But I I enjoy watching the format itself. I'm I'm down for it. Why not, dude? Like honestly, it's just cool. Yep. We're seeing we're seeing all kinds of like we've we've had two football leagues try to start up and pretend to be development leagues and, and- fail catastrophically yeah well one of them ran out of money and the other one ran into a pandemic and it's like well well and this was also uh the second go at it for that one right (laughs) 
So I'm, you know, uh, like you said, the, the and one league, uh, the and one tour, it's popular, it's fun, it's whatever. I I just feel like this is, it's more hockey for me to watch. Yeah, well, <laughs> when you're comparing it to other sports, like like you mentioned, the two leagues that have tried to become football feeder teams, I think realistically in hockey, you just can't have another league like that. There are so many yeah, developmental need- leagues for hockey that you have a little bit more lateral freedom to, to be a fun three-on-three league and, and things like that, so makes more sense in the, in in that regard in hockey certainly and yeah it it should be fun um you know in the normal summers i usually get pretty desperate around uh july and august where you'll find me watching the the new zealand ice hockey league or the australian ice hockey league and don't get me wrong i appreciate them a lot but uh the quality of hockey is a significant dip we'll put it that way well, when when it was a major step forward for the NZIHL that they uh, all of their rinks finally got boards in place, right? <laughs> you know, like you're just talking about a completely different world of expectations down there for yep. uh, for what it is. I mean, that's I I've enjoyed watching the New Zealand League for a number of years for a number of reasons. Of course, Casey being one of them, but. It was, yeah. I mean, I'm uh, any kind of alternative. I'm I'm happy to to get and to hopefully the New Zealand leagues continue to grow because I would love to go down there and actually take in some hockey. Yeah, I mean, hockey everywhere. That's the that's the idea. And some places a lot easier than others. Some places a lot more successful than others. New Zealand and Australia, not exactly built for hockey as far as weather is concerned, but not exactly hot beds, but you know, lukewarm beds are still beds. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, (laughs) like AJ, maybe someday I'll go down there and and be able to watch some hockey. But until then, this is still an avalanche podcast at the end of the day, but that was a little bit of a hockey news around the world with the three ice, hopefully coming next summer. We'll take our first period break here as it is time to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery as the official beer of DNBR. They have their farmhouse down in Littleton where you can pick up any type of Breck brew you can imagine. And you can also get $5 off a meal for pickup when you use code DNBR when you head on down there. They can, excuse me, also get delivery from apps like Drizzly or even head down to your nearest grocery store and find them there. So... They're out there. Be sure to pick it up when you can and get that $5 off from the farmhouse with code DNVR when you call 303-803-1380. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Not sure about the timing of things, but we will also have a written roundtable up today talking about the Avs depth and how important heart and soul players are to a team in a, a Stanley Cup run. So... I also wanted to talk about that today, and more specifically, as has been the conversation a lot with a healthy Avalanche team, what does that depth look like for the Avs? Because the top of the lineup is easy. You can have 
whoever you want on each line in the top six, but you know McKinnon, Landeskog, Ranton, and Burkowski and Kadri are all going to be in the top six every single time. So that bottom six, how does it fit together, AJ? What was that top six? McKinnon, Landeskog, Rantanen, Kadri, Burkowski, and then I just left six okay. open. Great. That's, I just wanted to double check what you did for that six spot there. Yeah, left it open. Because I think I think that's gonna have a I think that has a big effect on the rest of the lineup. Because if you put Donskoy there, you put Nemesnikov there, I think that that has a big effect on how that you know, what the bottom six looks like uh, as a result. Yeah. Uh, so I personally I would prefer to put Donskoy uh in that top six. I think that's the most realistic option, or at least the one that they were doing most consistently before the the break and play. And, you know, we never got to see what the fully healthy... Right, with the Nemesnikov. With Nemesnikov, yeah. We never got to see what that looked like. So uh, how he gets used, I think, will be interesting. As much as I've liked Nichushkin, I don't think that we need to mess with that when healthy. Um, I think that it's... It, he's been a, a revelation and he's carved out a role and all that, but like we're talking about top six job, you need to be able to produce some some, some offense. And, yeah. you know, Donskoy and both Nemestikov are, are higher scoring uh, forces than, than Val. And <clears throat> I think that Nichushkin on a, on a third line is a, is a good start. It, Especially if we do, if 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 it really, I I love the idea of a of a third line combination of Nachushkin, Comfort, and Nemesnikov. A lot of scoring ability for a third line there, and yeah, you you bring in Nachushkin with you know his fantastic defensive play as well on that line. Nemesnikov very solid all the way around and, and a smooth skater. And then the Comfort may be the most inconsistent of the three, but certainly very, very solid third-line player. Yeah. It, I think we would be less bothered by the Comfort inconsistencies if we still didn't hold – if we weren't still holding out some kind of hope for him that there would be more to his game. Yeah. And and I think if we just accept that who we're seeing is, is more or less like that's basically who JT Comfort is – becomes a lot easier to just appreciate what he is, where he is in his, in his career and understand, okay, you know, this is a guy that's going to give you, he's going to give you a couple of big moments out of nowhere every so often, you know, he's going to give you some clutch goals, but the, the hope that he'd be Chris Drury, I think we should probably let go. I mean, honestly, that feels like the case for all three of those players. They can get by in the top six, but if you have them there every single night, it feels a little bit disappointing. So, yeah, it's it's when you feel like that about a player, it's pretty easy to plug and place them on the third line and just let them go in, in a not as big of a role, but one where they can still play to their strengths. For sure. So... And, and I mean, just as a combination, that's a line that, that causes problems. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you attack that line? Because all three guys can skate. All three guys have a, have a little bit of a grit element to them. 
although Nachushkin, despite being the biggest, is the least physical. Yeah, yeah, is the, is the least physical, but the most effective with his body. Yep. So, kind of a which is sort of an odd space to be, um, but all three guys have the kind of defensive metrics that are encouraging. You want to see. Uh, and then, as we've seen, you know, there's there's real offense there. There's punch there. So, so that that to me is a third line to love. That's one that you can just wrap in a warm embrace. I guess be happy. my question then there, is there enough faith in the defense that you trust it to be a shutdown line? One, you can throw up a line against a second line that's offensive that you can rely on in that regard. And in my opinion, it feels a little bit shy of that. It, I think that would be matchup dependent. Like, say, say you're playing Dallas, where their second line is like some just like, a bunch of dudes, basically, <laughs> like some like horror show with yeah. like Pavelski and Corey Perry, and you're like, what the hell is this? Right. I would take my chances there. Okay. Um, a healthy St. Louis. You know, a Pittsburgh or something, yeah. Where they've got where they've got like O'Reilly and Shen and Tarashenko and Schwartz. Guys that I'm forgetting for sure. Um I'm a little less comfortable with that. Yeah. But in, in Nashville, less comfortable with that. But in terms of a that that would that would be one where I would I would pick and choose based on which team they were playing at the time. Sure. how I wanted to use that third line. Because I hear what you're saying in that it's it's not one that you just automatically throw out there. You know, this is not like what Calgary did with Mikhail Backlund a couple of years ago. Right, exactly. Before he kind of pumped up his offense a little bit and where they were just like, this is our defensive stopper, this is our hard match, and then we're going to put our top line out against somebody else's not top line. Yeah. Uh, because the Avs like to go uh, top versus, you know, best on best. Uh, it gives them a little bit of an advantage that they can use Kadri sure. on that second line to kind of move around and find those advantages and poke holes in opposing lineups, but not. Uh, I, I don't think it's significant enough that you have to get too cute with it. I I I really like that third line combination, but I don't. You know, it's it's not one where you're like, oh my god, this is light years better than everybody else in existence. It sets up decently nicely going into the future as well. Obviously, there's the conversation about re-signing Nemesnikov or not, but you have Comper yeah. locked up. You have Nachushkin as an RFA that, you know, the expectation is probably another prove-it type contract, prove that you can do it yeah. again. And then in the immediate, we'll see, but you also have Shane Bowers who can play center ultimately probably working towards that third-line play position. Yeah. Even more in the immediate, you have Martin Kaut that showed, yeah. you know. If you're sliding Comfer back to center or something like that, sure. Yeah. So he's in, a, he's in a spot, man. We should talk about him again because I I wonder if the contract rules will still apply. I was actually just thinking about that the other night, too, because he could be a legitimate difference maker for the Avs if they, if yeah, they well, play him. When you talk about when you talk about like a thirty man roster, he should totally be on the right. thirty man roster. One hundred percent. Like just without thinking about but it's like, oh, if the 
if the contract or whatever, you know, and he plays and, and then they burn it for one playoff game or something. Anyway, we should have that conversation tomorrow. Yeah. But it has been on my mind lately, so it's funny it's funny you are also sitting around just randomly thinking about Martin Kelt's contract. <laughs> These are the types of things we think about in our free right. time. So Exactly. You you wanna know why we're in this job? It's because that's a true statement for both of us. Yep. <laughs> that we'll just randomly be like, Oh, the birds, the bees, Martin Kelt's contract. <laughs> It's like that, uh, the meme of the guy and the woman in bed, and the woman's like, I bet he's thinking about other women. And I'm sitting over there, like, man, the Av salary cap is in such a good spot. Like, <laughs> or the, uh, the old, the old hockey commercial where, like, the, the, it starts and it's like, it's like very, like, sensual. And the, the woman starts, she's in like a French maid's costume. And she's like setting up the bedroom and lighting candles, and then the the dude busts in through the door wearing full like full flyers yeah. goaltender gear, yep. and he starts stretching. And he's like, <laughs> "What? You said fantasy?" <laughs> like, yep, that one's very good. There's actually I've been watching the new one uh, that's out with Ovi. It's I think it's for some stick or something, but I haven't seen it. It's a it's a goalie again who's dreaming and having nightmares of Ovechkin like teleporting around the ice and he wakes up and is like in a cold sweat and he's like oh it was just a dream and goes back to bed and then Ovi is sitting right next to his bedside and is like <laughs> go back to sleep <laughs> excellent but anyway as as we're a little bit I tracked. off the rails there with some, some fun hockey commercials I guess um yeah, I think the third line, not too hard to put together. It's it's the fourth line that yeah. gets a lot tougher, which we will get into in the final period of the podcast. But first, the wait is finally over. DraftKings has brought legal sports betting to Colorado, and obviously there are a bunch of other things going on, but we have seen sports start to come back, whether it be Korean baseball, NASCAR. AJ's over there. He said he was watching tennis today, so... Sports are starting to come back, and you can get some money on them, and the action is just more fun when you have some skin in the game. This isn't some offshore operation. It is based here in Colorado, so you can be confident that your funds are secure with DraftKings Sportsbook. And wherever and whenever, you don't even have to leave your house. You can just pop online and make your bets, even live in the middle of a game. And this weekend, they have an awesome event coming. Legend versus Legend. Tiger versus Phil on the golf course coming at you. When you bet, you can bet up to 20 dollars in a live bet and you will get a free $20 bet back for it. That's one of the things I've been super impressed with with DraftKings is they have some great opt-in deals that you can jump on at that site that are just awesome. You get free money to bet with. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DNVR when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you $1,000 just to sign up when you use code DNVR. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado-only bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and first bet match each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25x playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call one. 800-522-4700. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. 
Yes, Mr. Four Polo, I even got my Manscaped shirt right here. Right on. Repping it. Repping it for the squad here. Well, the fourth line. Do you want a fourth line that can Manscaped other teams, AJ? I suppose that's the question I should be asking. Because... Theoretically? Theoretically. All right, well, let's break down the options that they have. I think Matt Calvert is pretty much a lock. Calvert, I think, is the only... I would agree. I would say is a is a hard lock. Like no doubt about it. Could even put him on the third line if you really wanted to, and I wouldn't care. Yeah, I he's that type of player where you know what you're going to get out of him every single yeah. game. The consistency is is key for him. If he's healthy, he's in your lineup. That guy's got to be in your lineup. Which realistically leaves us with, I would say, four legitimate options that could fill the last two spots in a healthy lineup. Now, so four, four guys you're saying, Kamenev, Wilson, Nieto, Jost. Correct. Delmar, five spots. Five. I get, honestly, I wasn't even counting Kamenev, to be honest. I was going to say, we yeah. can cut Kamenev, we're back to four pretty easily. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's fine. So, but but that gives you an idea. There's five guys yep. who all played, who have all played meaningful games for the Avalanche before, who could be there. Yep. Damn. Depth. It, it's it's solid. Um, I guess if we break it down positionally, if we're not counting Kamenev, Belmar plays center, Jost. In most cases, you would much prefer to play center. So, if you're looking for a center, it's likely one of those two. The Avs have moved to Jost to wing before, and Belmar can play wing as well. But you're not about to put Nieto at at center or Wilson at center, realistically. For sure. Uh, I think it's Belmar because this is what you brought him in for. Yep. Like, I... As much as I say Calvert is like a hard lock, I think Belmar's right there as well, where I I just don't see them a healthy lineup. I just don't see them scratching him. Like Belmar's got he's the lowest offensive caliber player that you have in your on your whole roster, including Jaminev. Yep. I would agree. Um you know, he had a career high in points this year. I went through uh, this morning because, again, this is just one of those things when you're thinking about something, you just want to look it up. You know, 40% of his points this year came in four games. And, like, two of those were against Vegas. So, yeah, and both of those games were – and two of those four games were the Vegas games. Yeah. So, he had nine – because he had nine points in those four games, and he had 22 points on the year. Yep. So that is that is a lot of games that he played where there's not a lot of offense coming. And that's like, hey, you do not get that guy for offense. Right. I it's just not what he's there for. That. Yep. But he's not physical enough uh and he's not impactful enough in the other areas that you can just completely disregard what he brings offensively. Yeah. Where you just say, "Oh, I don't care." You've got to care a little bit. He's got to do something for you offensively. So, and he's he's the he's the lowest ceiling 
offensive player that you have on your whole roster. Yep. So that's tough for me. Like that's if he wasn't, uh, I I would have him ahead of Jost because he is a significantly better faceoff guy. Yeah, I. And let's be honest with what you're trying to get out of your fourth line is pretty much just consistent shifts and puck possession, really. The Yeah. And he's going to win you more face-offs. He's rarely going to, to give up weak goals on the, the defensive side of the ice. And it makes your life a lot easier. When you look at the abs... You know, outside of one spot that you're not super locked in in your top six, the Avs have eight of nine spots in their top nine that we've gone. Yeah, this is pretty easy. You put these guys in, you lock and load, and you let them run the show. Yeah. Your fourth line, you just kind of need not to hurt you. Definitely, but it's also where, because of the depth that they have, I think that they have to get an advantage out of it. Sure. Like, you can have the expectations of, Dear fourth line, please don't crush us. Yeah. <laughs> please don't take penalties. Please don't get hemmed in your own zone. Please don't get scored on. Sincerely, the other three lines. Yes. <laughs> like, you can have that expectation, but because Colorado has the depth that they have, you know, because you're talking like Colin Wilson would be in a lot of lineups around the NHL. Yep. You know, uh, Matt Nieto is we're going to see this summer when he goes into free agency. We're going to see this fall when he goes into free agency. He's going to have demand. Yep. Like these are guys, you know, Tyson Jost is 22 years old and has the high draft pick uh, stigma going for him. So it's just, I think they have to push the advantage there. Their fourth line should be better than, most of the other fourth lines that they go against. So, so let's let's talk about that third spot on the fourth line then, since we had kind of focused in on the center spot. Matt Nieto, very experienced player at this point, can mm-hmm. skate well, solid. He talked about it the other day. He scored two shorthanded goals in the playoffs for the Avs last year. Mm-hmm. And yet, it does feel like he's a bit on the outside looking in right now, given especially the strength Tyson Joe showed after the deadline. Yep. That flash was so big for him. So Because if he didn't have that, we wouldn't be having this conversation. It would be Matt Nieto running away. Yep. As it is, I think it's Tyson Jost, but I don't know how long the leash is. Sure. Like, Tyson Jost, when, when Tyson Jost is locked in and he's playing well, I mean, we saw it. That last week of the season, we saw, holy crap. Like, this is a completely different guy. There's definitely something there, yeah. And you're and you're you're saying, look, even Matt Nieto's best games, he doesn't he doesn't impact the game like this. Right. He doesn't go out there and just dominate a shift. He doesn't go out there and, and forecheck a dude and steal the puck and create a scoring chance and then hit a post and you know, smoke a guy in the corner because he's feeling feisty. Like it like Tyson Tyson Jost, he was playing aggressive, angry hockey. And he looked so good. Well, he's always had the underlying metrics to back it up as well. His his yeah. shot suppression and shot creation numbers are well in the positive on both sides. So, and you know they've they've been solid in his career, and they took a big step forward into noticeable this season. Yep. Where you're like, hey, it's no longer like 
plus one percent on offense and minus one percent on defense where you're like this is pretty much a neutral player here <laughs> right like they those numbers were significantly skewed yep and I think that's that's the difference is that just you're still hoping that the upside is is there and that he can he can tap into that and look if you get three games into a series or whatever format they're gonna use you get three games into a seating or a round robin and he hasn't done anything for you then you pull him like it sucks but you don't have time the big thing is the big thing about whenever they resume and whatever format they resume it in there's not going to be time yep it's going any, from from the hit the drop yep to wait on a guy to come around a guy you have to hit the ice skating full speed yep there's there is there's no opportunity this is this is like the first week of the regular season except it's the playoffs yeah those games matter more than ever you know there's no working your way into anything you've got to be high octane from the word you go. need to go to the miko rant in school of returning and immediately scoring like a madman <laughs> yeah. um yeah i i would Wasn't agree like with four that four points that night yeah the three or four it was insane so <laughs> learn miko's secret and figure that out and you'll just run straight to the cup that's right. You'll at least run straight to the next round. That's fair enough. <laughs> so it looks like our inside line is probably Belmar and Jose for the last two. Yeah. Leaving Nieto, Colin Wilson, which Wilson's a bit of a weird one. Realistically, if you're putting him in the lineup, you're probably looking at him more as like a third line player. Yeah. But they're off the lineup. Kamenev, Barbario. That's four extra players outside of your starting 20. So you're up to 24. Don't have to go too in-depth here as we're wrapping up the show, but how do you round out that supposed 30-man roster then? You'd want a third goaltender. Sure. So Take your pick of Hutchinson or whoever. Given that they got him, probably just go with Hutchinson as your third goalie to have a round. Um, So that's 25. And then, uh, where are we on the defense? You had... Uh, Barbs you had is your seventh, yeah. Is your seventh. Probably Connaughton is the eighth. Sure. Um, just to practice and to be with the team, maybe Timmons is the ninth, as a ninth. Sure. Um, just just to have him with the team and practicing, and yep. it doesn't, doesn't change anything with the contract, any of that. Um, so then, so Timmons is a ninth defenseman, that's 26? 27. 27, okay. If you count Kanan as 8th, yeah. Okay, so 27, I would probably also have Logan O'Connor. Makes sense. And then you have two spots left. Um, Maybe one more defenseman and one more forward. So McDonald, presumably for defense. Yeah, McDonald or Lindholm. And then you have... I would, I would pick... I would pick McDonald, but I would understand. And the AHL is done, right? So it doesn't. The Eagles don't exactly. need bodies. You're you're not you're not caring. Yeah. About the, the you pick this guy, and it's like you picked this guy. Yep. So one uh, spot then, left where this is the conversation about Martin Kaut that I'm sure we'll have tomorrow. Exactly. Depending on hey, like they there would need to be clarification on 
the rulings the with the contract and stuff like that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Because if they if they don't want to play him, then you don't even bother putting him on the roster. Yep. Like you don't you take just... that chance where you have to be in that position to do it. You can fill that spot with a Magna or Tynan or whatever at that point. I but... I mean at that point I would have yeah. They won't it won't be Bowers. Yeah. Like they won't they won't put in you know for the same reason that you don't with Cow in that you don't want to take the chance that you actually have to use that guy because if they weren't comfortable doing it during the regular season, they're sure not going to be comfortable doing it during a cup run. Right. So, so it's probably Tynan, just given off, their off. use of him. Yeah. Barring clearance to play Cout, in which yeah. case Cout is probably, in my opinion, the right decision, but we'll save that for tomorrow. Yeah. Um, we are going to get out of here for today, though. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, plenty more coming up today on the live Twitch channel at 5 o'clock. We have DNVR Bets, which we will follow up at 6 with another prospect watch along with uh, Jan Mishak. I don't, that's probably not how you say his name. I'm going to be honest with you. It's close. It, Mishak. Mishak. Okay. Yeah. Working on it. I, I, I said I'll keep working on getting better at names mm-hmm. today, but. It's, it's going to be a slow process for me. Uh, either way, I didn't say my sack, so baby yeah. steps. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Today. I know. I know. You look at it, and you're like, I really don't want to say this on air. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe Manscaped it works well with, I suppose. but <laughs> Like very select situations where you're like, this is fine. What's the problem here, guys? Either way. Tune in 6 p.m. to do another prospect watch along with AJ and I's thoughts. Or if you just want to hang out and chat with us, you know, we'll be around and chilling. So hope to see you then. And we will talk to y'all tomorrow on the podcast. Strava Craft Coffee is a rich CBD-infused coffee that you can purchase in K-Cups now for your Keurig, or you can also go with the original whole bean or ground options, and you can get 20% off when you purchase online and use code DNVR20. The CBD is non-psychoactive, and it's been known to help all sorts of different aches and pains for many, many different people, so you can give it a try today and see what it does for you. Remember, 20% off with code DNVR20. Mm-hmm. Or avalanche with hay